Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Digital Masters Podcast. Today we have on Nicholas from growthmarketer.co and we're gonna be going into newsletters. How do you make a successful one? How do you make one that people actually wanna read? And we're gonna be going into how do you create that? How do you create a lead magnet to get people to sign up? And then also how do you think through some paid ads so that you can actually accelerate the growth of your newsletter? So let's get into it. Nicholas, hey man, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, what's up, Stephen? Great to be here. Yeah, so you're my first TikTok guest. You're the first friend I've made on TikTok so far. So I That's appreciate awesome. Yeah, no, it is. I, I, I'm having fun on TikTok. I know you are too. It's a great platform. Yeah, I've only been on there for like, I think two months now, but it's amazing how much uh, engagement goes on there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to get everybody else in there too right now, but it's a it's an uphill battle because everyone thinks it's just a silly dance app for kids. It's crazy. It's like deja vu because you you remember when people said the same exact thing about Facebook and then the same exact thing about Instagram and now, you know, well Facebook's kind of old old hat, old news, but Instagram, I mean, that's where all the businesses are and you can't imagine someone saying, "Oh, we don't want to do anything on Instagram right now because it's just that's where all the kids are hanging out." But yet yeah, that's exactly what they're saying on TikTok. Yeah, and I always tell people too, it's like people are going there to get entertained. Mm -hmm. And they're definitely not going there to, to LinkedIn to get entertained. So yeah, <laughs> might as well <laughs> might as well go somewhere where like people actually are going on purpose, you know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, well, cool. So then you know, so I saw I saw like I think you did like two or three TikToks that covered newsletters, mm -hmm. and I thought this was the perfect opportunity to bring somebody on that's doing a successful one, and because a lot of people think just like they think TikTok is for kids, they think email is dead, and yeah. news and newsletters don't work. Yeah. So. Speak a little bit about that. Like, how how does somebody number one, maybe talk about the success of your newsletter, and then maybe dispel like the the myth that email newsletters are dead. Yeah. So I think the the main thing is when people think of a newsletter, they're probably thinking of like you go to some website and you see some box that says subscribe for updates, get the news, and it's something super generic, super boring, and then you're gonna get something every week or more frequently where it's just a bunch of garbage that you don't really want to care about you don't really care about that's not what i'm advocating for what i recommend doing is finding whatever you're passionate about um, whether it be a hobby whether it's something f related to your work or whatever you're experienced at and creating some really good content on a consistent basis whether you're curating content from other sources and just packaging it up or you're deep diving into one specific topic every week or every month um, and really focusing in on one specific niche that's the that's sort of the the secret sauce and i think we've seen this resurgence of newsletters of this format um, over the past year and a half so when this was starting to trend upward again i said hey let me let me give it a shot um, because I had done newsletters in the past, but they were more like that old, boring style. And I said, hey, let me uh, give it a shot. What I'm passionate about is growth marketing. Uh, let me create a newsletter all around growth marketing. So I launched Growth Marketer Weekly, where it's just one uh, short email that curates the very best growth marketing news, tools, and insights every Thursday. It's free. And it was able to scale that up from zero to about 4,200 subscribers in about a year. Nice. And is it like, a, um, are you linking to a bunch of different articles or are you summarizing everything or both in your in your newsletter? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. And I've seen great newsletters do both. You know, I've seen some where it's like there's one called um, uh, Morning Dough. Uh, it's it's a fantastic newsletter for marketers and for people interested in in business. I had the 
the creator of it on my podcast a while back. Uh, but what he does is he does very short little snippets, like one sentence, and he links out to like 20 or 30 different resources, which is amazing. I've seen others where it's, you know, maybe 10 links, but there's a, a good paragraph for each one. So I've tried to do a, a blend of both. So I have three sections in the newsletter where I, ha I start with news, like what's happening in news. Like, was there a marketing company acquisition or a big change from Google or Facebook, which there always is. And then the second section is tools. And the third section is insights. And so for each of those, I have four links in each section, but the first link I go into a little more detail and I'll have a featured image and I'll have like one or two uh, paragraphs about that resource. And then for the other three links in each section, it's just like one sentence. So I try to uh, mix it up and, and do a blend of both. Got it. And so is it is it like a formatted HTML style thing where it's it's obviously not like a just a text email? Is it formatted like that? Yeah, it's it's I don't use like a custom HTML template because I you know find those are kind of hard to work with. And um, so I'm using Active Campaign. I love Active Campaign um, for my my agency business. We do a lot of Active Campaign consulting, so it's just it's a really good fit for us. Um, and it's a fast growing platform. It's not the best fit for everyone because it is a little bit more on the pricey side and it has some features that the average um, newsletter creator may not need if that's all they're using it for. But for us, it works really good. And they have a very nice uh, visual sort of WYSIWYG uh, front end email builder that is not the Rolls Royce of, of email builders, but it does enough where it lets us build something without having to dig into the code that looks pretty nice. Gotcha, cool. And then who, who who is the target for this email? Like what types of people are signing up for the, the newsletter? So yeah, I, you know, because it's called growth marketer weekly, it, it, it definitely attracts marketers. Um, if, if a marketer knows what growth marketing is, which I find that a lot of folks still aren't really familiar with that term, right. um, which really, it's, you know, we're just talking about a more data driven approach to marketing, uh, something that's more about results and numbers and less about the creative side of marketing right. more about like, you know, driving results that's the type of, of target audience that I'm going after. I also find a lot of agency owners uh, really like it, a lot of coaches and consultants and folks who may not consider themselves growth marketers, but they certainly wanna learn how can I um, bring better results to my business using a very data-driven and results-driven approach. Got it, okay, and so are these people that are getting this newsletter, are they, I mean, I know it's like some are, some aren't, but are they, um, are they potential clients or are they potential or are they people that you're building a community around? Like how, how did you think that part through? Yeah. And you know, I, this was something that I, I still go back and forth with because I have an agency uh, consultancy business that I run called Earnworthy. And when I launched this, I wanted to do it as a separate brand. And a lot of people said that was a mistake. And you know, still I'm not a hundred percent sure if it was the right decision or not, but the way I've seen it is I want to keep the agency business separate. Um, and I want to keep this as just a content business. And the goal is to continue to monetize it through one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching and also through courses. I've already launched one course. I'm in the process of revising that course and then cool. eventually monetize it with a paid community. Um, I've stayed away from sponsorships for now, but I've done some affiliate marketing, which has worked out pretty well in some of the um, newsletter editions. But yeah, to answer your question, so it's, it's a separate entity from the agency side. And you know, I, I try to keep it separate because the I, I don't think that this audience is always the best fit for the agency services that we offer because our 
our agency is very specific. We only do a few things. We do landing pages and we do email marketing. And even there, you know, there's only specific tools and types of businesses that we work with. So I didn't want to sort of open the floodgates and say we could offer marketing services to everyone. And I so see. for that reason, I tried to, to partition it out and um, make the, the monetization route a lot different for the growth marketer brand. That's cool. But I, my, my guess, though, is still is like if you're out there establishing yourself as someone that's helping uh, other marketers, people still probably end up coming to you through through that. Like they're like, hey, yeah, Nicholas, I'd love to, like, what do you do exactly? Can we talk about it? Exactly. And, you know, the other way I've seen it help is people will find our agency just through the normal process that they would find the agency and they won't know about the newsletter or, or my podcast or all my content. But then in the process of, of finding out about our agency, they'll discover those entities and that'll help make the sort of the selling process on the agency side so much easier because now they feel like they can relate to the, um, you know, who they're speaking with and they sort of know what our style is. So, and, and we've also had direct um, clients come from the podcast and from the newsletter as well, but you know, sometimes it's hard to track that stuff. Yeah, 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 I know. I, one of the things I'm always trying to encourage people to under, well, I'm trying to educate, but also just to um, show them is like, people always wanna know how is this person gonna find you? And there's, yeah. like, the way things work online is like, you're, like people can end up finding you in such random ways. It's crazy. And yeah. um, it's hard to, it's hard to convince, well, it's, you know, it's hard to convince people of things, but it's hard, to demonstrate that to someone that is uh, building their business the very traditional way. Like mm -hmm. they've just built it through networking groups and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes when I'm trying to explain this, it's almost like a bridge too far that, that these con connections can be made. And then it, even though you're talking about this, it somehow it, it ends up benefiting your business, even though the topics aren't even directed at the same, same people. Exactly. And I think a lot of it has to do with content which you know you know better than anyone you're, you're creating amazing content on TikTok, on other channels through this podcast um, all the successful agencies out there i think have this aura of content around them whether it be a podcast a newsletter a blog social media events um, and that's going to drive those leads because without content really what do you have you have a sales pitch and that's not going to be enough these days to to stand out from the crowd yeah, it's yeah. The only way it works is if somebody just referred you, and then there's already that mm -hmm. level of trust. But everyone else, right. everyone's saying I'm the best. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you got to prove it. You just got to show like everyone's defenses are up. You just got to like throw stuff out there and just let people see what you're all about, your personality. And I still think the best part about it is that most of the time, the people already kind of like vibe with you because they, they they know you. Yeah. Yeah, they've seen your personality. That when they first yeah. reach out, they're like, oh, you know, I've I've been watching you for a while or. Um, yeah, that's especially why I like podcasts. And I think that's where I've seen the biggest personal impact in our agency business, because when someone tells me, oh, you know, I've been listening to your podcast, that is such like an intimate experience that, you know, they get to know you because uh, they listen to you every week or even if they've only listened to you a couple times a month, it's still such a consistent experience. And, you know, you got your headphones in, maybe you're at the gym, maybe you're driving. And so they really get to know who you are. Um, so much more than if they just did like a 15 minute cons consultation with you. And it just makes that, uh, that sales process so much easier. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's pretend we're all bought in newsletters work. So you also did one on, uh, on lead magnets. So I think this is mm -hmm. another place where people get stuck. It's like, okay, I know, I, I know the concept of a lead magnet. I'm giving something away for free. I'm going to collect yeah. an email and give it to them once they sign up. What, 
how does somebody start to think through like what is that that lead magnet going to be? Am I going to create one of them? Or am I going to create two or three? And like how do I just pick something? And and if I'm not going to do if I, we're going to talk about paid ads, but if I'm not going to do paid ads, how do I even test to see if it works? Right. Yeah. Good questions. So I've always liked to tie everything together and, and try to benefit from you know one thing uh, with it, with another thing. So. To answer the question of what lead magnet you create, I think you have to ask your audience, what do they need help with? So for instance, if you sign up for Growth Marketer Weekly, you're gonna get an email that's gonna say, hey, what's your number one growth marketing challenge? Oh, that's a great And idea. the responses I get, oh, it's, it's amazing. Cause you'll get a, I get about a 40% response rate to that, which still amazes me because people know it's an automated email, but they still reply, which is amazing. I, I reply to every single person. I try to give some insight if they ask an actual question. Uh, but the thing is, not only is that going to help you from a deliverability standpoint, because now you've they've replied to your newsletter, which is fantastic, but you can then take all of those answers, put them in a spreadsheet, you can automate all this, and you can start seeing trends. So, you know, I did this a long time ago, and I saw that people really wanted to know what are the things I need to do to get my landing page ready for launch, and I created a landing page checklist because of that feedback I was getting. So, you know, whether you do it that way or whether you just have like an audience in front of you and say, hey, what do you want to learn about? You just got to get your audience in front of you and figure out what are the challenges that they have, see where those trends are. And then that's going to give you the insights as to what your lead magnet or lead magnets should be about. That answer seems way too simple. Like I, <laughs> I'm almost like I, like I'm, right, right after this, I'm going to do the same thing on mine. Just like what is your biggest challenge? Yeah, it seems like I feel like some of these answers and it's the same when I'm helping my clients, I, my answers are always like super simple. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that's that's good. And then I, I suppose you can also just like ask people on social media, like, hey, what uh, you know, what are your challenges? And you, yeah, you might not get as find the trends. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then what about like, do you just start with one lead, lead magnet or do you do you create a couple to try different ones out? Like, how do you how do you recommend people do that? Yeah, that's where, you know, the format is, is it's so difficult to figure out what's the best format for something because like when I, I knew I wanted to do a lead magnet about landing, landing pages, I originally did like a, a, an email course. It was like a three part course that you would get over the period of a week and that totally bombed. Uh, and then I did this very simple checklist that took me like a half hour to, to create and it did amazing. So I do think a lot of it has to do with trial and error. So it's sort of like, Asking the question to your audience is going to point you in the right direction, but then you got to still shoot a lot of arrows at the at the board to figure out what's the right format, what's the exact wording you have to use. Like, you know, I have one lead magnet that's a, that's a landing page framework. I have another one that's a landing page checklist. The checklist is much simpler and it actually does a lot better. In my opinion, the framework is, is more valuable because it took me a lot longer to create and it's more, um, I think it's more strategic. But, you know, that's where you just have to test different things with, with your audience and test different formats as well. Yeah, I think that's like that's another major key is it's like people are just when I talk to a lot of people, that's like they don't want to do any effort unless it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just give me the results. Give me the, the quick, short cheat, uh, the cheat code. Yeah. And, and it obviously is never going to work that way. And nothing in life does. Yeah. But somehow, like people just assume that there's this magic formula for marketing. When I got into marketing, one of the things that really actually started making me really interested in it is partly what you were talking about in the growth marketing thing is it's not just like creative stuff, like websites mm -hmm. and stuff. It's like, it's like an entrepreneurial tool. It's like, yeah, you do make an assumption, you try it out, you see what happens and then you take that feedback and you improve what you're doing uh, from there, you know? And, and, um, 
and and to your point maybe just trying the smallest thing the easiest thing and just uh you know allowing yourself to do that and give yourself the freedom to do that because people just want to overcomplicate it and then yeah then they don't want to invest and then they never figure it out and then you know so it just kind of spirals from there yeah and the other thing is people uh, a lot of times i see people make their lead magnets about themselves like as the business owner and you just have to remember nobody cares about you nobody cares about me nobody cares about anyone but themselves and i know that's so harsh and i, I hate saying it but it's so true and so i have to sort of overemphasize it like you have to make every piece of marketing content about your audience how are you going to help them and just always remember what's in it for me what's in it for me that's what people are thinking so i see these like pricing guides like hey download our pricing guide and sometimes <laughs> it'll work but like you know it's so much better if you just create something that is absolutely 100 percent value focused on what your audience needs right now right yeah that makes a lot of sense okay um and then you also talked about paid ads that you were actually driving traffic to uh, your your lead magnets. How how, how much of the, the 40, and I don't know if you know this, but like how much of the 4,200 that you have came from the just organic traffic versus you actually investing a little bit of cash to get people on there? Yeah, I'd say it's about a third of the list. So it sounds, from what last time I looked at it, it's about a third is paid acquisition, a third is organic, and the final third is referral, because I have a nice referral system built in, which I don't know if that's technically organic, or I guess it's it's sort of a hybrid, because you know they probably originally either came from paid or organic, then they referred friends. I have this nice tier system where you can get uh, stickers, you can get a t-shirt, you can get uh, actual physical paperback books, some of my favorite marketing books, depending on how many people you refer to oh, Growth wow. Marketer. And I use a tool called Viral Loops. Uh, viral-loops.com to run that program, but there's a lot of other programs that do this as well. Um, and so, yeah, I'd say it's it's a third, 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 you know, split in those three different categories. Oh, that's pretty interesting. I hadn't even really thought about that. So, how does how do you integrate that referral program? Is it like does it does it say at the bottom of your emails that hey, if you refer somebody, um, then these are some things that can you can get from that? Exactly. Yeah. Your, your best opportunity is to promote it inside your newsletter, but you can also promote it externally as well. Um, you know, if for people that might visit your site, if you know that they're a subscriber, because now marketing tools are so sophisticated, it can tell if you're if you're cookied as a subscriber, like if you're clicking through from a, a newsletter going to the site, I, I know if someone's a subscriber or not, so I could show them a pop up. But I'd say most of it comes from within the newsletter. There's a section at the bottom. I think the headline I'm using right now is um, sharing can be rewarding, right, which sounds cool. I have the little photos of Hey, if you refer people, you can get a, a pack of stickers, you can get a t-shirt and you can get books. And, you know, there's a cost to it, of course, because I, I literally mail out stickers. Um, you know, that's, I don't know, a couple dollars plus the cost of postage. Um, the t-shirts, I use a, a service called Printful, where it's like print on demand. Right. Yeah, um, I've seen and that then one. the books are the hardest because the books, uh, you know, I have a lot of international uh, subscribers. And shipping books internationally, especially with COVID, has been expensive. But, you know, if they're going to refer 25 or more people to the newsletter, there's definitely a value there to do it. And there's also the residual of once someone gets something, they're most likely going to share it on social. So there's a nice little um, letter they're going to get. And, hey, you know, share it on social and post a picture. And so that creates some more viral activity. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I think that the main thing that I keep hearing really is that you went pretty deep on this. Like you didn't mm -hmm. like you you've not only are you creating good content, but then 
uh, you're doing this referral program. Um, cool. So then tell me about the paid ads. Like, like how much does it cost to get someone to subscribe? Yeah, it's, it's always fluctuating. I would say a ballpark, uh, when I'm trying to target like a North American audience, it's like a dollar to three to maybe four. So I'd say a dollar to $4. So one wow. to $4 to get a subscriber. Um, and I'm still not, you know, happy with like, do I want to pay $4 for a subscriber? No, but it's like fuel that can then fuel some organic growth for the newsletter. Cause I do have that referral program built in. Right. So, you know, one subscriber to me is, is very valuable because they could refer others. Um, and I'm always just, I look at it as an experiment. So I'm willing to spend a little more because I'm, I'm able to test different things out and right. learn from it and sort of stay up on what's happening with Facebook ads and, and Google ads. Cause I used to, I used to run a lot of paid ads for our agency, but I don't do that anymore. So now like the only time I get to play around with paid advertising is for my own, you know, content. So that's why I'm, I'm playing around. But I would say for people just starting out, I would not recommend um, focusing solely on paid because that is, uh, you know, something you have to keep shoveling money into the into the fire. Uh, so, you know, I didn't start with paid. I started with organic and then I introduced paid after I had a nice uh, organic list built up. Yeah. And I think that's another point, too, is that like if it's not going to work organically, mm -hmm. like there's no. Right. Yeah. Like you got to prove you, it first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And then are, are you able to kind of track that to like uh, how many like how many customers do you get from it? Like, how do you think that through? Like you've mentioned that you've gotten customers from it. Um, are you able to kind of calculate the cost to get that client or anything like that? Or is that or is that a little bit too? I probably could. I just haven't focused on that yet because, you know, I, I at the end of the day, like all this growth marketer stuff, I do it because I'm passionate about it and I love sharing. I have not really tried to monetize it beyond some affiliate marketing at the, at the moment and beyond a few courses. Um, but I'm sure if I if I really wanted to, I could. Um, I always ask, you know, new prospects yeah. if they mention the podcast, like, you know, how to hear about us, things like that. But yeah, that's definitely an area I need to uh, to focus in on if it becomes more of a priority. Yeah. Well, I mean, for, from my point of view, I don't I don't do some of that stuff either because I'm kind of like I have the same mindset you do. But I do know that certain people ask me those kind of questions, uh, yeah. especially when I'm working with like an, everything. an accountant or a CPA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first thing they're they're so unemotional about uh, about this stuff. They just want to know ROI, like that. Exactly. I want that final number, which 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 is a total fair question, but um, I think it with all this stuff, it is the attribution of some of this stuff. Yeah, it's like I, an indirect ROI. I think if you understand how these networks work and how people interact, you can relax a little bit because you're building brand equity all over the place and. Uh, Exactly. I think if you're understanding yeah. that stuff, then you don't have to worry so much about about that. Well, cool, man. I think this was this was huge, honestly, um, especially the topic. So many people are kind of misled. So want to dump or jump into uh, underrated, overrated. So I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to okay. thro throw a few words at you. Just want your your quick opinion. If you, you want to go a little deeper on it, then, uh, sure. then we can. Uh, TikTok. Uh, underrated. It's, uh, I, I mean, that's where I, I met you. That's where I've been seeing the most engagement in just two months. I've been able to grow to like 4,000 subscribers, which I know is nothing compared to what a lot of people have, but there's a high level of engagement there. It's fun. And, you know, I, I do think that the business opportunities are going to follow and advertisers are going to keep flooding the market and it's going to get a little more difficult. But right now this is the time to jump on TikTok. Yeah, I think so too. And, uh, 
also you become a better creator really fast. Yeah. Cause you, you have the opportunity yeah. to grow, um, really fast, but it is also pretty competitive. Like it is. So you, you learn, and you learn some new stuff and new tools. Like I'm still surprised at how many cool tools I hear about, like marketing tools that I never knew about yeah. just from watching a few TikTok videos, but you got to balance out the, the con- consumption side of it with the creation side. So you make sure if you're getting on TikTok, make sure you're creating content, not just consuming content. Yeah. I just try to like, whenever I'm consuming, I try to make it like active. Like my brain's yeah. engaged and I'm trying to learn something. <laughs> Otherwise, you just like you're like, oh crap! Get like, lost. Thirty minutes just went by. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube is an area that I have made a goal to really focus on in the second half of this year. So you know, I, I hadn't been putting a lot of attention into it. Now I'm, I'm just starting to try to post more, uh, at least one video per week. I just put a video up there. So absolutely, and the way you know, like I was saying before, I try to. Um, repurpose as much as possible and and sort of connect everything. So if you're going to create TikTok content with one specific idea that you're going to share, you know, that's a short version of that idea. You can take that same idea and expand it out into a YouTube video. And then you can tell people to go check out your YouTube channel for the full video. So there's a lot of uh, interconnectivity around the same idea using these different platforms. But YouTube is the number two search engine in the world owned by the number one search engine. So absolutely get on there uh if you have uh video content to share yeah and and just just even for you like i i don't have a big channel but i've doubled the size of it the subscribers with uh pushing my my tiktoks over there as shorts oh nice oh you've been using shorts yeah so i I push it over there and i get way more views from my shorts than i do really because they because youtube is pushing those are you just uploading the TikTok video without the watermark? I do it, yeah. I use a snap tick okay. or one of those things snap to tick. Yeah. pull it off. Nice. And then I'm I just have to start doing that. Um, yeah, like one of the videos got like over 10,000 views. Oh, wow. And uh, like 300 likes. And it had like hmm. it had like 90 uh, dislikes too, which... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the funny story about that one is like, it was one that I, I didn't wa- actually want to go there. I was like, I was going to tell my wife, don't publish it. And she published it anyway because those I, are usually the best videos. Yeah, and it ended up being right. like the one that was like that one like jolted me. I was like, oh, okay. This, so this is there's potential here. Yeah. Cool. Uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is like a thorn in my side. <laughs> you know, I feel like you have to be on LinkedIn because that's the professional network. Uh, but the content there is atrocious. It's getting worse. I, I follow some people on TikTok that sort of all they do is make fun of of LinkedIn posts and how sad it's gotten uh so i think there's they're gonna have to do something to change it um there's just not a it's just not a a a culture that is unique from anything else it's just another place to put content and um so for the time being i minimally engage on linkedin but i'm not going to go all in on linkedin until it changes yeah and and the the main thing i think they're missing is that so they released this creator mode Mm -hmm. which which just re for the most part it just like move your profile around and let you add hashtags. Yeah. And my thought was like, hey, instead of calling us creators, why don't you give us tools to make better content? <laughs> like, just a label. I mean, that's yeah. why TikTok is flying is because yeah. their algorithm is good and the app to create videos is cool. Yeah. You know, it's easy. It's fun. And they, yeah, they give you a, pr- a chance to get your content in front of people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, building community. That is super important. And a newsletter can be a great way to do this. Again, going back to that connectivity, like, you know, I, I've built a lot of Facebook groups over the years. Um, I want to build a paid community for 
growth marketer because it's there's definitely the interest there and i think that's the next natural uh, thing in the, in the chain so if you are going to start a newsletter don't just think about it as a newsletter think about it as the first step into building a community so an email list really is a community of sorts it's just a one-way community because you're speaking to that list and so um you know i think the next step is to if, if anyone listening out here already has a newsletter consider building a community whether it's on facebook on slack on discord on a, a paid platform like circle which is built specifically for this there's a huge opportunity there yeah, I'm going to start one on uh, Mighty Networks. Have you heard of that? I've been hearing a lot of really good things about them. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool, man. You should check it out. It's like integrated courses, integrated payments, um, paid, free, all these different options. There's a couple of things that like I've already told them that that are kind of clunky about it, but that's the one that like I just I I was able to dig in real easy. So I remember when they launched like years ago, looking at them and like, ah, oh, this is a joke. Nobody's oh. going to sign up for this. Oh, so they've been around and a while. now they. They have, yeah, uh, but they did like a huge rebrand like a few years ago. And in the last year, I just hear so much. I hear about them and I hear about Circle, which is pretty popular. I think the thing stopping me from Mighty Networks is like I have my courses hosted on Podia. And so it just wouldn't make sense to still use Podia as a course platform and use Mighty Networks for the community aspect because right. Mighty Networks sort of takes care of both. Right. So I just need to sort of convince myself that I want to move everything over to Mighty Networks. Yeah, cool. All right, cool, man. Well, I think I appreciate you being on. What, uh, tell people exactly what you do and where they can get a hold of you. Yeah, so I mean, probably the best thing to do is check out growthmarketer.co. Uh, that's where you can sign up for my free newsletter. If any of this stuff interests you, uh, I share marketing tips every single week. It's absolutely free. It's growthmarketer.co. Cool, man. Yeah, and check him out on TikTok too. He's got lots of awesome tips. Dude, appreciate you jumping on here, man. This has been an awesome conversation. One of the best podcasts I've done. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Stephen. Looking forward to having you on my podcast shortly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was great. Cool. All right, man. I'll, I'll see you later. Take care.